0: Welcome to the Center for Transformation Institute podcast, where we are uniting with therapists everywhere for personal and professional growth. Your journey starts here at The Place Therapists Grow. So we've been talking about the 5 to Thrive, which is a part of the concept of multi-generational community in the life model curriculum. And so in this episode, I'm going to be talking a bit about what it means to receive and give because in, a five, in the 5 to Thrive, we need both or all a place to belong, a place to receive and give life, a place to recover from our malfunctions or the things that have gone wrong in our lives, a place to mature, and a place to learn to know our own hearts or our true identity. So what I've noticed in this a place to receive and give is that when I'm trying to form belonging groups, And one of the primary places i do that is in group therapy because what i'll find is that my clients have gotten to a certain place in their life but they really don't have strong belonging outside of therapy and so i say why don't you join one of these groups and so i have three groups that we kind of filter people into and what i've noticed when we're working on this concept of receive and give it can be very awkward for people. And so I know all the groups I have right now are women's groups. I have done a men's group before, but um, right now they're all women's groups. And so I think about that concept for us as ladies when we're giving in our marriages, we're giving with our children, we're, you know, giving to our communities, we're doing, 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 and maybe giving is more comfortable for us. Maybe we haven't learned to receive at the level we need to, um, and so when in these groups we are giving to, uh, to a new person who comes into the group, we give by reflecting accurate identity to them, it can be so awkward. I've heard that again and again, and to the point where I'll say to new people in the group now, hey, just so you'll know, this part can feel very awkward, and I even ask them to position themselves to receive, like take some deep breaths, if you need to close your eyes, um, and you might not even hear anything because you might kind of disconnect because it's so awkward, and we'll, we'll write these things down and you can look at them later. Eventually, when group members learn how to receive, it is the most life-giving part of our, our time together each week when they come for group. But prior to that, it can be so awkward because as humans, this idea of receiving is a skill. It's something that we don't just always automatically have, although we were supposed to get it as kids. You know, I think an icon in our culture is Mother Teresa, and I know she passed away many years ago. But when we think about someone giving, oh my goodness, this woman, there are stories after stories after stories of her selflessly giving to the, the, the orphans in India, as well as giving to the world with her humility and her grace. And it was really beautiful. And I think we really value that. And we see her giving, we know that in order for her to have gotten to that place of being able to give at that level, she would have had to have received first. And this is something that I've heard Dr. Wilder talk about even recently, that it's not about giving and receiving. We need to make sure that we put the receiving part first. It's about receiving and giving in mutually satisfying ways because you cannot learn to give unless you have at some point in your life received. So if we go back to the first book, The Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You book, which, by the way, like I said before, is on Audible now. If you wanted to grab that, if you haven't looked at it before, it's amazing. And you can get the audio version. But if you look at that Hallmark book that The Life Model wrote many years ago, it talks about how an infant-level maturity, an infant zero to three years old, is supposed to learn to receive. And the, the caregiver... Either mom or dad, or an allo parent, as Dan Siegel calls it, has to come in and give to that child without the child even asking. the the baby The baby's needs need to be anticipated non-verbally, and that's what we do for our babies, right? We have a baby; they're in the crib; they're crying. Oh, what do they need? Are they hungry? Are they wet? Do they, what do they need? Do they need snuggle time? Do they need to, to smell the mother? Do they need to be held by the father's strong arms? What does the baby need? And so we are, we are the givers as parents and the infant is the, receive, the, the receiver. If that infant doesn't get that reset that, that receiving, if they don't learn to receive, if they, if they don't look at their belonging group, remember five to thrive part one is a place to belong. If in their belonging group, they're not getting care that matches their needs, then that whole receiving thing won't be happening for them. And what happens to an adult who never learned to receive is that they become avoidant in their attachment. They learn, hey, I'm never going to get this need met, so I'm just going to shut off. And what what is said in that that developmental chart in Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You is that when an adult wasn't given what they needed without asking, without them asking as an infant, they will become withdrawn, disengaged, self-stimulating, and unresponsive. And what does that sound like? That sounds like addiction. That sounds like a codependent relationship where um, someone is avoidant, disengaged. They will not connect because they never got those needs met. You'll oftentimes hear people saying in marriage, well, you should have known what I wanted. If, If you really loved me, you would have understood what I needed without me asking that is a very strong sign that that individual did not receive at the level they needed when they were a child. So they're looking for their partner, their friend to be able to anticipate their needs. But unfortunately, that's not our job as adults to anticipate other adults' needs. It's actually a sign of a maturity gap that needs to be filled in. And if you haven't looked at our other episodes on maturity definitely check that out about maturity gaps and how to fill them so if we are able to receive then we can give and that's what we want to do the five to thrive is a place to belong and then a place to receive and give life and so what we want to do is we want to have that place that secure place of attachment and belonging a place where you know what, we're loved just because we exist, not because of what we do or don't do or even when we act nice or don't act nice, but we just are, are um, unconditionally loved with said love, sticky love, love that never gives up. And when we have that place to belong and that place to rest, then we can practice this idea of receiving and giving. So in our belonging places, there really need to be people who are mature enough to actually look at the other person and say, you know what, you matter just because you exist, not because of what you do for me, not because of what you don't do for me, not because of how you annoy me or don't annoy me. Just because you exist, you matter, just as much as anyone else. I think as a therapist, that's a really challenging concept. I think that we have to face as therapists how when we look at our docket, when we look at who's coming into our practice that day, we we'll go oh i can't wait to be with this person oh this person kind of annoys me and or is difficult and we really want to check ourselves on that fellow therapists i know with some personality disorders it can get really hard and and even in your your circles with your therapy friends you can kind of joke oh that that type of client is so hard for me and I've been really convicted of that in the last maybe, since I've known about the Life Medal, almost a decade, and I really have stepped away from that kind of language or even letting myself think that way in my mind because what God's calling us to is to love each other, not based on how someone makes you feel do you love them, but you're based on the fact that God loves them and He's calling you to love them. That's a real challenge because a lot of times we love people based on how they make us feel, not based on the fact that they exist. And that's why we want to kind of live in God's mentality, in His Emmanuel sight, in God's sight for the world. And and as we do that, as we align with Christ, as we align with the, the, the character of Christ, the love of God, the chesed love of God, we will love others and we will see them through the lens of their truest identity because that's how God sees them. In fact, in 1 John 4, 19, we know it says, we love because He first loved us. I think that's a great picture of this idea of receiving and giving. I've received Christ's love. He died on the cross for me even before I I knew I needed it. And because of that, I then love him with that same passion and intentionality, or at least mimicking it because I probably can't match that perfect love as an imperfect human. So it's this beautiful marriage between God and us, the people that he, he looks to as his own. He creates that place of belonging for us. And because of that, we can create it for one another. So as, uh, as therapists and people who are really striving to be healthy ourselves and to re- provide places of health for the culture, for people who are coming into our offices, so that they can then go out into their communities and transfer that same thing, we want to start out with these first two things, a place to belong, a place to, to receive and give in mutually satisfying ways. There are people in our culture who are only receiving. We know that. We see it loud and clear. The people who are just takers. Take, 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 take. And they're not thinking about giving. And that's because they've got that infant level of maturity gap that's not been filled in. And they're, they're just trying to get that, those needs met. And then there's people who have somehow learned to give. But they're kind of stuck on giving without receiving. For some reason, something's not quite going right. And what we want to do as humans and as therapists is we want to learn to do both. We want to learn to receive and give in mutually satisfying ways. I know for myself, I, as I have noticed my own gaps with this, When some kind of gift is coming my way, whether it's an actual gift, a a tangible thing, or words someone's speaking to me, I will take a deep breath, I will hold up my hands, um, if that's not an awkward place to do so, and I will say to myself, receive, 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 mindfully focusing on the idea of letting my nervous system calm down and receive What's being given to me so that I can fill in that gap for myself and learn how to give out of the abundance of all that I've received in my group of belonging. So I look forward to talking about the third part of 5 to Thrive next, next episode, and that is the idea of recovering from the things that have gone wrong, the malfunctions, the traumas in our lives. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Place Therapists Grow. We hope you will join us next Monday. To expand your knowledge and continue your growth journey, go to cftinstitute.com and take our assessment. See you next time.